Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sean Ranton! We are the sweepers, my friend. Dan, Dan, and we'll keep on swiffering the Phillies in their rear ends. Burr, burr, burr. We swept the Phillies. We swept the well, Swiffer. I'm, I'm holding a Swiffer duster. I, all my brooms are too gross. I can't bring a broom on the show. We'll be rated X. Um, welcome. To the Sun Ranto Show. My name is Danny Rocket. I'm one of your hosts. Michael Cotton is here. And um, later on, we're going to um, be hearing from our good friend, Brian Ziegler, who is actually a real live Pirates fan. And he's going to come uh, talk about uh, the Pirates, who he said he hasn't really been watching much, but is, he's kind of interested in it again. So, uh, Michael, how are you? I'm doing good. I mean, other than the fact that I couldn't watch today's game, but you know what? I got other shit done. I put on a muffler while I was listening to the Cubs beat the crap out of the Phillies. Wait, you know how to put on mufflers and stuff? Uh, no, but I did it today. <laughs> Ooh, it took me. Uh, it took me about two weeks to figure it all out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm under the car, being like, I think it comes out the back, and it I find, yeah, I finally found the right YouTube video today and i was like oh i can do this this is this is no problem you know johnny automatopi who's been on the show a whole bunch of times one time him and i we had an old uh the band van was a chevy g20 like a scooby-doo van with a, like oh, yeah. a bed in the back and a table and captain's chairs and stuff we drove that all over the country playing rock and roll <laughs> anyway we we were like uh, we're gonna need some new spark plugs oh man a tune-up's like four or five hundred bucks on this thing how we can't afford it i'm like we'll do it ourselves so we go in there and we think we know what we're doing and johnny's calling his brother who kind of knows what is going on anyway, and, and it was all pre-youtube if you got youtube you could have done it but you guys were like uh, literally talking to somebody on the phone for it mm-hmm we brought that thing with is a because you had to like go through the console in the inside to get to it, and we brought that thing to the mechanic, uh, be with the thing totally open because it was going because we put it all right back in the wrong order, like it was all wrong. Anyway, this is a Cubs podcast, not a Daddy doesn't know how to fix cars podcast. This isn't this isn't car talk. This isn't car talk. The Bracket Brothers. <laughs> um. So this is, show is brought to you, as always, by our 109 Patreon supporters. Thank you for supporting us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Um, you should, if you haven't. And, as always, we're giving away not a lot of these left. Not a lot left. Chance postcards sent to me, uh, by me, to you, of Frank Chance, with a message of love. Sent to your house. Chance. Hashtag Chance in the chat. And... Um, 
If you hashtag chance in the chat, you can win at the end of this show. Cotton, we're good again. Cubs are good. I know it was ugly when we lost 10 straight. Yeah. Um, I know, like, I don't know. I Didn't I say I thought we would, we could win two out of three? I was kind of whether or not Wilson Contreras played or not. But I don't – I never in my wildest dreams did I think, oh, yeah, they're going to go sweep them. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because – all right, so it's the first sweep of the year, so only sweep of the year coming out of uh, the All-Star break, which I kind of made sense to me that, like, they would come out, swing in, rested with a game plan, excited, you know, that, 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 that makes sense to me that, like, a good team like the Phillies could just, like, come out being like, oh, God, I need another day, <laughs> you know, out of the break because they're older than yeah. our guys. Kind in, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like uh, – the our last uh, the the latest sweep that we've had in a in a long time is uh, unfortunately in 2020, which of course the season didn't start till July 24th. But wow. but uh, in 2020 there was a sweep uh, from July 30th. Was it like a two game sweep? <laughs> no, no, it was a three gamer. Now I made sure it was a three gamer, but they that was the latest sweep. But that was just because it was 2020. It took a long time for the Cubs to sweep. We ate meatloaf a few times this year. I know. And uh, took a yeah, while. I mean, we Cubs were are a, at 400. Yeah, we went on a streak, now. right, of winning like three or four series in a row. Uh, but, yeah, nothing close to a sweep. And I don't know. I didn't think it, it could happen. But what this tells me, Danny, is that we were right all of those years that we said, do not vote for the Cubs for the All-Star game. Let them rest because if this shit team can come back after that rest and beat the crap out of the Phillies who actually have something to play for, like imagine what could have happened if all of our good players, the core that we had would have come back all rested and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Like, uh, and who, who went there? Well, you had uh Schwarber who he struck out three times in one of these games, went over four. I mean, right at the, up at the top of that lineup. Uh, you know, he's now the batting. Thing he did was the first pitch. The first run. pitch, yeah, he hit the first pitch of the of of uh, Justin Steele's out of the park. Uh, but you know, it seems to me like the Phillies are a bit of a mess, and like, man, it's like it. It almost feels like, and I had this thought. It's not a, nothing's an exact comp here, but it almost feels like if the Cubs had re-signed all of you know the the you know your Javi. And and or let's say they get Nick the Stick back, you know, and they got Schwarber. Well, it just felt like maybe if you, I mean, remember Philly was going for it with Arietta, and that didn't work out. Like nothing Philly does is working out. They're like they're playing like behind the ball, like they're they're behind uh, the rest of the league. And it seems like if the Cubs had made all the moves that the Meatball fans would have wanted, we would be Philadelphia with guys you've heard of. Lots of ex- expectations, and just like in 2018, 2019, 2020, like the expectations, they will net, fall short. And uh, the Phillies, I don't think they're going to do shit this year. The, I don't. The difference is we're in a much easier division than the Phillies are. So that much, Phillies I, team could probably come into the central division and it, at the very least, be challenging the the Brewers, yeah, the Brewers for the top, yeah. So you got 
kind of Nick Castellanos. I don't know if you saw the when him telling the reporter. Uh, that was a that dumb was question. A, that was a dumb question. And, and and it, it was, was a dumb question. It Asking was the, a. Yeah, there are no dumb questions. Bullshit. That reporter asked one. That's a dumb question. Did you, Did hear, you the hear the booze? booze? Yeah. And I mean, and that's maybe a Philly centric question. And it's just like, you know, and I would never, and also like, why ask him that too? And then they hustled him out. Like it kind of got like a little bit heated. Like, well, because I, I, it's not a dumb question. And yeah, because the reporter got all fucking pissy about it. It's not a dumb question. It's not a dumb question. And he's like, no, dude, it's a dumb question. Well, why don't you answer it? He did answer it. He fucking looked right at him. He goes, no, I'm deaf. I'm deaf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I didn't answer. hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like what uh, Facebook user says. He took a dive in the home run derby. Uh, I'm th- assuming that's Schwarber that he's talking about. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He took a dive um, just for, so pools could get what one more round and then lose anyway. So who cares? And then, uh, cause no one, not, not anybody else is going to take a dive. And David Elliott says the Phillies are a mess. Would even say they are a shit, shit show. show? Yeah, they are. Because, I mean, Cassiano's coming out of his face. And it, I don't know if you saw what's going on with uh, with uh, the Red Sox, but they lost like 40 to 1 or something awful. And then they like had errors on three plays in a row. I mean, just it's a self-destruction. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, and we saw the Phillies actually throw the ball around a little bit. Morell had a little league homer during this series, which was – which is always amazing. And it's always so funny to see pros just eat shit like that. <laughs> they, they, the Phillies like kind of quit at one point in that play. Yeah. Uh, Rich says Dur party in Red Sox land. And, <laughs> and, it, and if you think, and also in uh, Dur party in Philly land too, because like, if you think of those corner outfield spots and Schwarber did improve a lot, but like, let's face it, he's a catcher and not a, even a very good catcher. So uh, he, he's a, Put him on the left to hide him. He's got a good arm. That's his asset out there. But other than that, we've all seen like him running for balls and end up with his like shoe sticking up in the grass. <laughs> like <laughs> he gets caught in the ivy. Like we've seen all that stuff. And then uh, with uh, Nick the Stick, I never saw too much, but I, I know he's pretty like he's bad at the range and he doesn't have a lot of range and it never looks comfortable out there. He looks like Ben Zobras playing right. Which is always yeah. like, yeah, he got to the ball, but it wasn't pretty and took a weird route and you know. Yeah, it's yeah, they, they always did say that uh Castellanos was really bad at right field and apparent but he wasn't terrible at Wrigley. Like it, it really wasn't that bad. Maybe I don't know. He got used to playing out there. I think um, that uh, John Pickett writes it. And then there was the throw home in the tent. That was awful. I thought it like <laughs> that throw was so bad that I thought it hit something. And I was like, why is the ball over there? Like it, yeah. it <laughs> no, that's where he threw it. <laughs> yep. That was just dumb. So, um, I mean, Nelson Velasquez hit three home runs. One of them was off of their backup catcher slash left field guy though so that who cares you put in your fucking dumb shit guy everybody should hit home runs if they can right yeah suzuki hit one off them too i think and and you know these guys go out there we've seen it a number of times where these guys go against uh position players and they they flail wildly because they are trying to hit homers and they can't do it 
it's not that easy. Look what's coming up. John Baker Day's coming up. Yeah. They, they flailed wildly in the 16th inning. And what happened? John got three outs and even a double play. Yep. It's tough. It, it's it's hard to to hit against. Like, you're, you're geared up for 100 miles per hour all the time. And then you get a guy throwing 74, you know, and that 74 might have some movement. <laughs> and it's just like, they don't know what to do out there. And all they can think is like, I'm not going to put this into play. I want to put it into orbit. And that's a hard thing to do when you're up there swinging that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so let's, if they pull it off, more power to them. Good job, Velasquez and Suzuki. Well, yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it just because the guy was a position player. <laughs> I'm not even getting it out of the infield. So the other things I was looking at at this, this series is that, uh, you know, Stroman and Smiley pitched well, really well, and continued to bounce back off of those injuries. Uh, Stroman's a guy that will probably be with us, so it's kind of good to see him doing well and see what he's all about and establish himself as a Cub for the next couple of years. And Smiley – you wonder if it's enough to get his ass traded. <laughs> and that's the truth with the rest of the bullpen. Like today's back end, Chris Martin, uh, freaking David Robertson, and uh, the other guy. Um, uh, uh, who Gibbons. pitched it? Yeah. Gibbons. Was it Givens? No, Givens pitched yesterday. Givens was, was okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Robertson, Efros. Well, Efros is staying. Efros yeah. is, is, yeah, Efros is good. Uh, he's been pretty consistent. Uh, Chris Martin, once again, kind of fucked up like but yeah Robertson again he's got a one point what is it like a 1.83 ERA for this season we watch him all the time and when a reliever fails it makes a bigger impression than when they do well he's clearly doing better than it seems sometimes you know what I mean but we saw I I think it was a month ago, he just kind of broke down in two straight games. And that kind of just sticks with you as a fan because we watch so much. But clearly, if he he's and he's closing out games for the Cubs. He may not be a closer for another team, but a setup guy or something might fit him perfectly. I think there's some value there. Oh, a I ton of somebody, value. Yeah, I think somebody takes takes him for sure. Oh, absolutely. And not just a ton of value, a ton of experience. Yeah. Well, I just think that sometimes Cubs fans, I, me included, you know, you, you're like, oh, shit, Robertson's coming in. <laughs> but then when you look at his numbers and everything, you're like, actually, he's, he's pretty good most of the time. Yeah. No, he's, he's been great. It's just not kind of like what we had last year in a way. But if you think about how Craig Kimbrell ended up performing, you would take David Roberts and you, you didn't get much for Kimbrell. I mean, I don't think. I mean, if you if you look at, at what is there, I mean, maybe Cody, Cody Hoyer, Hoyer will it? be good, but we don't know. And uh, and everybody's like, no, oh, that's the real prize of this thing. I'm well, like, well, he Cody doesn't Hoyer play baseball last year, but then he fucking blew his arm up. So we don't I know. Mean, he will probably be good when he comes back, but you never know. Yeah. I My prediction is Madrigal's never going to be good. That's my prediction. That is my prediction, too, because I think 
Okay, it's not my prediction because it's yours, but I'll agree with you. It's both, no, <laughs> we can have the same uh, opinion about it. Yeah. So did, no, you guys no, have, no, that's what I'm saying. It's my it, it's my opinion as well. But you made the prediction. I can't then say no, no, no. That was my prediction. I said it right after you. Do, do you have poems? <laughs> I do. Of course. Okay. I, do. I, I I got some original music for you here for the poetry. Oh. All I mean, we'll play the same with all three. Well, and um, these are really short poems, so. That's fine. Okay, cool. Well, then when you only hear the beginning of this song a bunch of times. All right, but here, here it goes. All right. This is an original Danny Rocket piece. You ready? A little more volume. How's that for you? There you go. Okay. Yeah, I'm liking that. I'm liking that. Sounds good. Okay. Cubs poem 93, Chicago 15, Philadelphia 2. Cubs off the all-star break, starting off all-star great. Wilson, Velasquez, Suzuki, even Morel with a little league. Home run derby in the CB, nobody saw it on Apple TV. They they gave it away, though. They gave Apple TV away to everybody for free. What do you mean? They didn't give it away for free, Danny. Well, you have to you give have your to credit sign card. sign up for yeah. this shit. It's not like I could just fucking go to, like, Cubs.com. sign up for cable, too. Everyone's like, I can't believe I got to sign up for to watch this thing. It's like you have to sign up for everything you do. But they don't give it away for free. They, it's it's well, like a free trial, and then you fucking forget, and they've got you for, like, $400 five years <laughs> later. Like, you have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> That's know. they know. They know we are all terrible with our subscriptions. We make a subscription and then we forget. Like the MLB, you're not even thinking about baseball when that fucking thing yeah, rolls like, over, and they like, just opt you in. February 26th, they're like, boom! <laughs> yeah. You're like, holy shit! Where'd this thing on my credit card just come from? It's getting nailed for 200 bones. Um. Yeah, I mean that was the this game was fun. I mean, fifteen to two, a big old blowout. I mean, the, and I I thought it was going to be bad. Like as we said, like sh- the first pitch that a Philly saw was Kyle Schwarber hitting a home run, his thirtieth dong of the season, and uh, it just reminds me. I can't believe we let that guy walk for zero. I mean, you really could not find anybody, nobody. Like there had to have been some deal on the table, some guy that wants a big bam bam Bigelow's gonna hit out of the park. The Nationals like, at the time. The Nationals traded him to the Red Sox and got somebody. Yeah. I don't remember who, but here, uh I actually uh I have this in as my TFC, but we it really fits here better. Uh this guy, Alex Fast, yeah, writes before the game. This is hours before the game. Justin Steele is 21 four-seamers away from history. The most four-seamers thrown without giving up a home run in the pitch-tracking era. Heath Bell, 807 in 2010. Justin Steele, 786 in 2022. I literally posted, I'm like, this guarantees he's giving up a homer today. First goddamn pitch, (laughs) it went up. (laughs) And it was a four-seamer for sure, right? It was, yeah. Okay. Because... I went back to that guy's thing later, and he was like, yeah, I'm surprised Old Takes Exposed hasn't got me yet. <laughs> uh, Steel uh, actually wasn't great. He, he got out of some jams. He walked four in this one, so he wasn't super sharp. Um, 
Only four hits, though, and uh, only the one run, and that's really what you're asking for. He got through it, and you know, he got he danced out of uh, some trouble here and there. And then the bold penis, great, except for, like, who the hell is Uelman? Who? He's the guy. Oh, yeah. He came in at the end. Eric Uelman. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That- I saw a stat not long ago that was talking about how many pitchers the Cubs have used. And they were talking about how uh, they'd already used 30 different pitchers and it, it, which was like almost as close or like almost to the most pitchers the Cubs have ever used in a season. And it was only like June 30th, you know, it was like, halfway through the season and they were almost to the point where they, they were going to break the all time record for how many pitchers they've used. Yeah. Well, we might be there now. Cause I never even heard of this guy <laughs> and then, until this game, which I mean, to uh, I'll be honest, I was not watching the ninth inning of a 15 to two blowout. I was, I was, well, busy. nobody was Danny because it was an Apple TV and you can say it was free <laughs> all you want, but it's not free. You, you gave them a whole bunch of information that they, fucking sold to the FBI or some shit Well, like actually, that. I was listening on the radio, to be honest. I was not, I was watching so was hard I. on the Apple TV, and I was listening on the radio, but I did not realize Erica Wellman pitched. And to be well, honest, I wasn't noticing who was pitching in a 15-2 to blow. Yeah, you're not paying attention. I don't care. I don't I don't give a fuck who the hell's pitching. I really don't. Um, and if, when it's 15-2, to two, like, you know. Only, the only thing that catches have, your attention is like another cub hit a home run and you're like oh shit again <laughs> yeah exactly so uh yeah i mean this was just uh pretty embarrassing for the phillies i would say and then for after that to happen and then oh we, we should do it we should do the poem so here I'll, I'll give oh you are we starting another, another yeah i game. think so i mean what, right. what are you gonna say about a 15 to 2 they pounded out 19 yeah. hits everybody got hits here i'll put up here i'll put up the box scores and we'll give them a little right so i like i like what steel is doing um in general but i can't get real excited about him you know what i mean like he he comes in there he dances through a lot of fires which is great but that doesn't give you a lot of hope for the future when he's getting a really he's good book young. on him and yeah. He's still young. I mean, not real, real young. I mean, my you, he's been in the system since like 2014 or something like that. Like, I mean, they drafted him young. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like he's reaching an age where it's like shit or get off the pot. Like, e- either you're going to be a career minor league guy or you get it, take your opportunity right now and you're going to run with it. And what he's done is given us a four ERA, glimpses of a really good pitcher, and then, you know, something like this where he dances out of it, but See, it doesn't in- look great. I see, and that's and that's where I think I disagree. I don't know that I've seen or you know been paying attention to a really good pitcher. I think I'm seeing like a four guy, which is fine. You, you know, that's like every team needs a number four. You know, it would be nice if some of these guys would, if we would just see somebody come out and be amazing. It's just it's not going to be steel. I think he's got a spot in a rotation on this team, but he's not going to be 
Well, he on this team, he's he's there's our on this team. Jeez, on this team, he's only beat out by Keegan Thompson. So, well, maybe yeah. Stro. Stro looked good. Stro, Stro looked great. Um, yeah. And well, Smiley, but who knows what? That's, that's okay, here. yeah. Or or Eric Uelman. <laughs> Uelman, who as the case may be. Okay, well, uh, let's. Why don't we do another poem? And I'll uh, I'll play All my right. my groovy jazz original. I don't have a name for it. So, actually, I do have a name for it. Do you know what I call it? What? Torrid rhythms. <laughs> it's, Torrid it's a line. It's a, it's a line from a play. I wrote this for a nice. play. I wrote this for a play. Oh, okay. The theater. And uh, so, but she's the last line of her big monologue is like, "And I will fling myself to torrid rhythms." Okay. See now, you're. I thought you were writing. What does that have to do with the poems? Okay, so it makes way more sense that you wrote it for a play and then popped in. I didn't write it for your poems. Hey, man. You don't know. I could. I might. I might get fancy someday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cubs poem ninety four. Chicago six. Philly two. This one was tight all night long. Stro pitched well. Nico had a dong. But in the end, we flew the tee until the clown ball. Wave them in, Willie. Bad sends worked out because Philly has Bohm who can't catch or throw home. It's different here. It <laughs> is different it's different here. here. <laughs> it's different here. We, can, we, can we talk about the end of this game first and then we'll maybe work backwards like a mystery? <laughs> There's nothing to talk, talk about early. Like, really? Yeah, it's one to one. Stroke pitched great. Uh, and. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wheeler more, pitched great. Yeah, yeah, seven innings off Wheeler. They and it both was of them tight. really had one bad pitch. Stroh was out there in the seventh, maybe a little bit too long, but then they pulled him before any damage was done. Yeah, and Nico hit the home run, the solo shot, and uh, yeah, that and- home run was pretty damn. Like it was fast. That was yeah. that was a shot. That was like a, a shot. Liner. He- yeah, he hit it. Well, and that's the thing. It's like Nico's got sneaky, cool power, and it's like you don't necessarily expect it out of him, um, and he's not necessarily going for it that much, but when he gets a freaking ball that he can freaking turn around on, it could go, and that one did. Um, it, and, it, and then you look at him and you go, oh, yeah, he got a little bit bigger, didn't he? <laughs> well, not only that, I mean, you wonder, like, I look at him and he's got such great contact abilities. I mean, he's in top 10 of batting average right now. Oh, yeah. Or, he's hitting 300. Yeah, When's that, the last time the Cubs have had a 300 hitter on the team? <laughs> Derek Lee, I don't know. Albert <laughs> Albert, Albert Almora, all singles. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like, We're playing only against right-handed pitchers on Sundays. Yeah, left lefties he hit against. Yeah, <laughs> lefties, except, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, uh, no, he's doing awesome. And I, I, I wonder, I don't want to get ahead of myself on Nico, but I'm like, what if he becomes Ryan Sandberg? <laughs> Just like allowing myself to dream that he becomes Ryan Sandberg. It would be wonderful if he became Ryan Sandberg. The problem is he doesn't want to play second base, apparently. Well, he's going to do what they tell him to do. Yeah, but they are they are kind of doing... They're doing what he wants right now because, I mean, look, Simmons is not a good bat, but Simmons is really good at shortstop. He is a 
he's been playing shortstop gold glove level for a long time. And yet they're just like, nah, Simmons, why don't you go over to second base? Because Nico wants to play shortstop and we're doing this for him. We're letting him do that. No, I do not think that's true. I do not think that's what's going on. I think they want Nico to play shortstop. What, so that they don't have to get Correa? So, or something like that, or they just, uh, they, or they want to make Nico more and more. I mean, I think he was originally a shortstop. He was drafted, yes. wasn't drafted as a second baseman. Yeah, right? as a minor leaguer, he came up through the minor leagues as a shortstop. He definitely did. It's yeah. just that he, I, I don't know, he was so good at second base that it's so, it, like, it's weird. It's weird. Well, for me, sort of. Well, according to a lot of metrics, and he's doing really well over there. He is doing really well, and. You know, more power to him. Uh, we will not have a Correa. <laughs> because yeah, exactly. This is the, the, the Ricketts love seeing everything that Nico Horner is doing right now. So it, somebody tell me in the chat, and Michael, you're breaking up to me really bad. And I don't know if it's Am you I? or me or, yeah, you're, you're, you, you, your mic sounds scratchy and I, I don't know. Uh, so, but uh uh, let yeah, us know uh, in the chat if you're hearing let, that yeah, as well. Yeah, let us know because it might just be, be me hearing it or maybe I'm Max Hedgeriming or I got shitty internet. Uh, who knows what's going on here? But uh, Rich Blomquist writes in, was this the game the ump was working well on a crack pipe? Uh, no, it, unfortunately, he's, the sad thing is, is that C.B. Buckner is not on drugs. He's just a terrible ump. <laughs> uh, so. Everybody's saying we're all clear. So. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what's amazing, and I noticed this during this game, like we always talk about if if you know the ump's name, they're not a good ump, right? I realized when I turned on the game, I know C.B. Buckner in a mask standing behind a catcher. Like, I just looked at him, I'm like, oh, shit, oh, C.B. Buckner is there. Like, And then I was like, nah, I can't really actually know what he looks like. And yes, I actually did realize it was C.B. Buckner back there just by looking at him. That's how bad this guy is. Criminally blind Buckner. Um, yeah, it was bad. Rossi got tossed on a Patrick Wisdom uh, strikeout, which I don't know, is, wasn't a strikeout. And uh, the, there was another uh, play. Forget where. Oh, here. I've got it here. This is where he did – oh, this is the call. This is the the Patrick Wisdom. So he calls – you can see that ball number one is a strike. Ball number two is not a strike, but Wisdom swung at that right. one, I think. Oh, okay. Ball number three was called a ball, and it was actually strike three. And so uh, the Phillies were pissed about that. But then ball number four, which – basically does hit what is technically the strike zone with a piece of the ball, but it is way more of a ball than strike when then ball one was, which was pitch three. Um, See, and and that's where the real problem comes, right? Makeup call. It's a makeup call. And that's what wisdom was so pissed about. He's like, that ball was higher than the last ball, which was called a ball. So how did you call that a strike? Yeah. Yeah, it was bullshit. And then so th- then you got guys swinging at everything and this is the this is the game that I believe Schwarber sh- struck out a Schwarber struck out. Yeah, three times. Then he he got sorted on a couple or at least on one of the uh, strikeouts. I he just looked like a dork. And um yeah, Philly struck out 10 times, Cubs 11 cuz they're just up there hacking. 
Because they're like, well, I don't know what a strike is. Suzuki struck out three times. Yep. Ab struck out three times. You know, they had a well, uh, they they got uh, Didi Gregorius struck out four times. Bohm struck out three. Oh no, I'm no, sorry. I'm looking at the left hand yeah. bases. And, and, uh, <laughs> Whoops. And David Ross got thrown out in the tenth because of the wisdom stuff. Because wisdom started talking, and so he ran out there. And then David Ross gets thrown out. You may not have even realized it because it's so, you know, not much of the game was left. But he gets thrown out. David Ross has been thrown out of like four games recently. Yeah. Well, he's he, really he racking them wanna, up. He does not want to work here anymore. He's like, <laughs> you know what? He's always making it's, it's like when it's like when I worked at Walgreens and like my and it'd be like hour six and I'm like working there, working the register. And then like my girlfriend would call and she's like, Hey, you know, uh, I mean, Ross is recently divorced. You know, he might have a girlfriend. He's like, and she's like, could you please just come now? He's like, he's, call, he's like, you know, I'm going to get my ass thrown out of this thing. I'm out of here. <laughs> he yeah. goes out there. I'll get my work done early, meet her by 10. I'll be fine. Right, um, because, look, managers go out and argue calls all the time and don't get thrown out with the precision that he's getting thrown out right now. And we all know that there are certain words that the umpires have designated you cannot say. And yeah. you know he's walking out there it's like, you know, cocksucker. I think that was the one from uh, that they talked about in Bull Durham or something. Like, you can't say cocksucker or something. You know, he just walks out there. He's like, let's get this over with. Cocksucker. Now, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about everything else. <laughs> um, Stephen uh, Brault had a nice inning, got out of a, a, a tough spot uh, in this game, went 1.1, gave up. He's the guy that uh, came up when uh, Swarmer was uh, DFA'd. By the way, if, if you were wondering if there is a uh, trade market value for Swarmer, who who was replaced by Stephen Brault, there is not because he cleared waivers and is now in Iowa. So That is somewhat surprising to me. I mean, the guy came up got called up out of nowhere, was not expecting it, double A, like, he's, I I think he would be useful. I don't know. But, like, I don't know that I would just let a, let a DFA go with that guy. Unless, of course, I mean, obviously you have to give something up, right? If yeah, you pick I mean, up a guy off the waiver wire. So then you do have to give something up, and maybe people just are just, like, not thinking about that at the moment. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is that there was no value to it, you know. Yeah. Um. So what else about this? Oh, and then the way it, it kind of got broken open. So it seems like it wasn't a close game because it ends up six to two. But really, when the Cubs are trying to scratch out that first run, it was Nico Horner standing on second base, stealing third with one out, and then um, <laughs> he did, he was off on contact. It was that contact. Uh, play it was the, it was the exact thing that I've been talking about and if Bohm can throw the ball properly he's out like at least Nico slid way to the I don't know to the stands side of the base and put his arm out and just barely got it like that was a really nice slide but the catcher got pulled up first base like he had no chance because of that throw yeah. No, their their defense was terrible. And, like, their butchers all the way through. We knew they were a bad defensive team. It was on display. And, you know, I now that's a situation where, I mean, I'm thinking you're kind of dead to rights, even though Nico runs well. Um, but, 
yeah, their defense took that away. And then after that, man, it was just a hit parade. And and the, and another ball got under Bohm's glove that allowed another run to score. Oh yeah, that was yeah a little bit later in the inning. It just kept you know. Morell ended up scoring on a play, got kind of shaken up at home plate, and st- and uh, uh, he was okay because he played today. So, and then yeah. and the, and then here's the clown ball proof in the pudding right here. The Cubs were then able, after putting up a bunch of runs and knowing that they scored a bunch in the top of the inning, they did not use David Robertson because they didn't have to in a tie game. They had to use their guy in a tie game or yep. whoever they thought could you know, lock it up, even though he couldn't. Uh, but we we got to use Hughes because we were already up. So even if the Cubs score three runs, maybe David Robertson doesn't come out. Right. You know, either way, it didn't come out. I mean, we got to use Hughes. Hughes has got some pretty nasty stuff. I wonder how long until they realize they don't have to swing and they'll just take a walk. I mean, he, Hughes, like, it's never a strike. I mean, like, ever. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't think he's thrown one fucking strike all year. Right. <laughs> they swing at it, so like whatever. It's I mean, keep it going. It's it, yeah, it's the old Arietta trick. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, you don't have to swing at this, guys. All right, uh, let's do another poem. I'll, I'll we'll get into today's game, game three, tournaments. Three. Peacock is ridiculous, making us miss this. Gomes going deep in the Philly cheese sweep. Cubs start to win, sucking fans back in. Just 12 and a half back on the wild card track. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you put it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't watch this game at all. This was uh, straight radio for me. Nobody did. Well, could now could I don't know? Could I've got? Well, actually, talk? one person in our chat was like, he, <laughs> I don't remember who it was earlier, but he was really pissed because it was on Peacock, and then his wife told him that they have Peacock, so then he was happy. And then he was fine. <laughs> he just did. He, he didn't even know he had it. This is what I'm talking about. They get you. You sign up for something at some point. You don't even know you have this streaming thing. Well, you, you get it through all sorts of ways, like, you know, HBO Go comes if you got the cable package already. And like a lot of people, a lot of people just keep cable because it's just easy. I just turn it on. It's channel 67 or whatever, and you're fine. But um, yeah, I don't. I'm the other person. I don't subscribe to anything ever. Like it's on the radio for free. If you're not going to show it to me. I'm just going to listen on the radio. I have MLB TV so I can watch all the games. They sh- have the replay of the home run. Within five seconds. Yeah. I hear it on the radio, and then I watch it on my screen. Like, yep. Anyway, that's free, almost. Not Well, it is free for me because it comes with T-Mobile. Um, this game, uh, Smiley, I hope he did well enough to trade him, so that's kind of sad because we won't have him to go out there and give us good outings like this. So Swarmer will be back, buddy. Uh, thank God he cleared right waivers because otherwise I don't know who would pitch. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah, and you wonder if it's like, how are they even selling Smiley right now? You're like, I oh, know that that was a little injury. We're just protecting him. We want he's low mileage. You know, we we kept him out of games. He wasn't really that hurt. 
we just we just want to be careful with them because we know you got a deep playoff run, New York Mets. Of course, you need some starting pitching help at the back end of your bullpen. No, he'll absolutely give you another home innings this year. No problem. Scratch and dent. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's going to be one of those things that they did with the uh, Darvish deal where they just you know throw like they're they're getting uh, you know Contreras. And they're just like, hey, why don't you just take this picture too, just for the hell of it? <laughs> like they did to Caratini for no reason at all. Yeah. Well, and maybe you get more for it, though. Maybe that's what you got to do to get the prospects, the real prospects going. So um, Bailey Falter ended up being their TBD. Yeah. So uh, Falter, uh, Pat said, is a terrible name for a pitcher. Yeah. Um, and he faltered. Um, Gomes hit two home runs. So that, <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah, that's not Gomes' game. <laughs> no, but he he does it. And then uh, Morell doubled. He scored another one of the runs. Phillies didn't even get a hit till the fifth inning, and the Morell dived for this ball and didn't get it. And that was the first hit of the game. Um, yeah, there was a he had a perfect game going into the into the fifth before yeah. there was even a hit. Like that was amazing. So, so and it was hot there. It looked like it was a hundred. Like the the umpire had stomach sweat in this. <laughs> it was bad. That was <laughs> that was just the back of the catcher's head rubbing up against him. Yeah, uh, Velasquez hit, hit another home run. Went back to back with one of Gomes's. Uh, they booed. The Philly fans were booing and booing. Man, the Philly fans, man, they th- that's just who they are. Yeah, and uh, I mean they kind of deserve it. I mean I don't know if I would boo. I would not boo the Cubs at this point. It just doesn't help. I, that's not how we are as Cub fans. We wouldn't boo our own guys. But, like, you know, out east in Philadelphia, like, maybe that's part of their fandom and their constant negativity is part of the problem of why the Phillies are a total shit show. They just got no vibes. Yeah. And I you got and I Harper it, choke, or Papelmont choking Harper, you know, all sorts of shit been going on for years. Right. I I think it is, you know, we talked about the question earlier about the booze and it's a stupid question because yeah, you're in Philly. They all boo. Like if if you're a player in Philly, maybe you don't hear the booze because you're just like, no, they boo everything. They boo when I do good stuff. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I don't I don't know that maybe they they clock it the same way or at least yeah. they shouldn't because they just know that that's how it is in Philadelphia. They pride themselves on it. Yeah. No, that is what it is. And then, uh, hey, what else happened to this game? Oh, yeah. Well, they Phillies kind of climbed back in. Chris Martin gave up a home run. There was some kind of shoddy defense on the Cubs' part for a little bit of that, allowing yeah, a there run. Was a, more there was pop. a ball hit it, like in a, hit into the shift or something, and then nobody was at third, and they just yeah know, stretched an extra base there. Yeah, nobody was covered. And then uh, Gomes actually dropped a pop up. Bodie dropped a pop up. Uh, yeah. Wasn't wasn't pretty, but they yeah, Bodie, what's he doing out there? Everybody's got sunglasses, and and Bodie's like, ah, shit, I left him at the apartment or the the hotel. You know, like he's the only person yeah. out there. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it, the Cubs bullpen. It's you know they gave up some hits. Uh, you know, as I said, Martin with the home run, but he also struck out too. You wonder if he's one of those guys. I mean, 
there's not a contending team out there. Like if you're a fan of a contending team, you're like, Hey, we got Chris Martin to like help us down the stretch. And you like see a 450 ERA. Like you're not real happy about that, but he comes with experience and pedigree. And even though he hasn't been that good this year. Um, but yeah, Robertson, I think's got a fair amount of, uh, that frost wasn't that good in this one. They, they, you gave up a couple hits. They maybe just kind of had a good scouting report on that slider and that his weird delivery. Um, but he didn't strike out anybody. Right. So anyhow, but he, got, uh, but he got through it. I think he got the double play when he needed it. And then a fly ball. I think yeah. that's how he got out of that inning. So Gomes really, I mean, this is the Gomes game. So yeah. the Gomes game, the Gomes game. You didn't think you, there'd ever be a Gomes game. It's I think a little, it was, <laughs> it was another game. I called the Gomes game a little bit ago. Like I maybe feel a, like you call everything a Gomes game. If they hit more than one home run, <laughs> as if it was, it's ever going to be as important as the Sandberg game. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's true. The Gomes well, game. The Gomes game. All right. Uh, we're going to take a uh, quick commercial break. We'll be, we'll be right back. Uh, please join our Patreon. It's how we keep our lights on here on the podcast. It really is the, the main, our main source of income on this show, how we pay for tickets and beer. So you get uh, perks if you join, um, but here, here's a, a commercial for it because we'd like you to join. All right. Be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer and in turn line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. And we are back, back, back. Monster, monster, monster. Cubs podcasting, casting, casting. Hey, uh, so uh, good news. Got some good news for you. Uh, Miguel Amaya has started to play baseball again. And he's uh well he was playing for the the rookie league Mesa thing but then uh he, but nobody really knew about that and nobody said anything and then he ended up with the Smokies and um he already hit a home run he, he got two doubles he's five for eleven so far so yeah I saw but, that Amaya came back but it was he didn't spend much time in the as far as I know he didn't spend much time in the Arizona complex league. no it's only been a month yeah 
for okay. the month total, but he's not catching yet. But he's working his way back. Well, that's why they didn't say anything. It's not a real position, so nobody says anything about it. Dude's DHing. That's nothing. Yeah, he may as well be throwing off a flat ground. He's not close to being a cub, I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so anyway, that's good news. I, I thought I'd bring up uh, that Paul Goldschmidt and <laughs> this story about how the Cardinals, and we're going to find out who's unvaccinated on the Cubs real soon <laughs> when the Cubs travel to Toronto where they have a rule or a law that says that uh, you can't come there if you don't have a vaccine. And, uh, well, the Cubs are playing there, but the Cardinals are playing there first. And guess who is not vaccinated is their two best players, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Yep. Yeah. Idiots. Arenado actually claims, again, he didn't want to get vaxxed because he wants to have children someday. Yeah. And that is his – he he – he has bought into this, like, that was some of the misinformation put out there that the vaccine would make you impotent when it's actually the opposite. Like, COVID can make it hard, harder to have children after you've had COVID, you know. So, it, yeah. it's interesting. His his own uh, research that he was doing it didn't come out well. Well, that's the thing is you can do all your own research in the world. But if you're talking to the wrong people, <laughs> you've got to be, you know. Well, and, and speaking of that, uh, I threw this in there. You may not have seen it, but Miles Michaelis, did you see this interview? Yeah. After the game, he's he's uh, cosplaying as Burt Reynolds and Smoking the Bandit. He's got his <laughs> stupid hat on and his, his sunglasses in the locker room. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. But he's talking and... They asked him about the vaccines, and he was like, yeah, they don't have it, and I wish I hadn't got it. That's what he said. He wishes he had not gotten That's the dumbest take on the vaccine I've ever heard. But he says, with all of this stuff coming out now about the vaccine, I wish I hadn't got it. The only thing that's coming out now about the vaccine is that you can still get COVID with the vaccine, but that your outcomes are going to be better with a vaccine. Well, the problem is the vaccines that we got vaccinated for. That's not the strain that's going around. So, because like, not enough people got vaccinated. It was able to mutate and grow through other people and then come back. Yeah, that's it. And it's exactly how the the flu. Like, people don't even understand what the health influenza actually is. But the flu shot is the same way. It changes every year. You have to get boosters every year if you actually just don't want to get influenza. Yeah. No, that I don't understand how people don't understand how vaccines work that have been around for like 100 years. I mean, but I do understand because, because the it, only time they got them, they were babies and they weren't making those decisions. And their parents were like, yeah, vaccines are good. Give yeah. them a vaccine. And then they grew up and they're like, oh, my God. I'm, I've got vaccines in me. Yeah. Like, yo, you don't have polio. You're not sitting in an iron lug, Miles Michael. You're pitching for the freaking Cardinals, you <laughs> idiot. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's just such a dumb story. But I am going to be fascinated as to which Cubs are not vaccinated. Hey, that rhymes. But I'm, what I'm wondering is, uh, who do you think is unvaccinated? You know what? We should do another contest. Just like, the, uh, just like we did for the All-Star. You pick the players on the team, and the more that you, you know, the, the closer you are to the to the right players, the more you win. 
God, or not I... the more you win, but the, you know, whoever gets the most correct answers would win. Maybe, remember, the Cubs never hit their threshold. Never. That was a completely different team now, though. Yeah, that was a completely – yeah, Rizzo was still doing research, and, you know, they just weren't <laughs> sure yet. They weren't sure. Yeah, Rizzo <laughs> did the research to the tune of what, – what did he get, $70 million or something yeah. from the Yankees? His yeah. research said $70 million. <laughs> He's doing research with his uh, accountant right about now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of uh, money – and the Cubs, eight of the ten top eight, eight of the top ten draft picks signed, and the other two are expected to. They're over slot, so we'll see them in seven the years. Over slot thing. It's just a way to. It's it's like the luxury tax, you know. It's like you get this much money, but then that's got to come from Peter to pay Paul, and it's just all this freaking yeah. It's like money around to get it shit done. You want to do if you pick a player at seven, who nobody thinks should go at seven then you can pay him not seven money, but you can pay him the money that he would have made wherever he was supposed to get. And then you save that money and you can give that money to somebody else, which doesn't make any sense to me because if they weren't supposed to get that money, then why would you be able to give it to somebody else? Basically the Cubs picked a player. Nobody expected to go in the top 10. Yeah. (laughs) In order to save some money to to pay to other pay players, somebody else, yeah, which means that they're hoping to pick players. Li- I don't, I yeah. don't know what the hell. Yeah, uh, the, I like what's going on in the chat here. Both Nick G and Terry E says, "I bet Bodie is the one that's not yes. faxed." And I and yeah, he he's got he's got real January sixth energy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he really does. I agree. He's up there with a flag (laughs) Sitting on a statue Whoa, let's get Pelosi (laughs) (laughs) Oh man All right, well uh, Now here's some great news That it's still somewhat disappointing to me Because I can never be happy Because that's just who I am Is that Buck O'Neill Has finally gotten into the hall of fame um here's his plaque john jordan o'neill known as buck and i'll read what it says for all the podcast listeners uh this is what his plaque says character integrity and dignity to find a life dedicated to baseball as player manager scout coach and champion of negro league of negro leagues negro Leg- leagues <laughs> legacy i thought i saw leagues twice leagues, leagues. i'm like damn it they t- they typoed. They wrote leagues twice. No, legacies starred at first base for Negro American League powerhouse Kansas City Monarchs of the late. Uh, sorry, this is small, small for me. Uh, and I'm also in my late 40s. Uh, 1930s <laughs> and 40s, winning Negro League World Series in 1942. Took the helm as successful Monarchs manager of the 1940s through mid-1950s. Scouted for the Cubs, helping numerous black players transition to the American and National Leagues. Then became the first black coach in NL or AL history with Chicago in 1962. In later life, gave voice to the Negro Leagues, eloquently preserving its culture and legends. Finally. Yep. And I got the the shirt. I tried to get going, and then I got shut down by MLB. The Fly the 53, you know, where 
we talk about it. I don't know if that was ever, I don't know. They really do need to uh, retire Buck's number there at Wrigley Field. But they don't, I mean, they don't honor him at all. They don't do anything. And well, and, you know, Crawley, uh, former co-host of this show and a frequent guest, he, uh, he, he talked to the Cubs pretty hot and heavy about trying to get something going thought he was getting somewhere and then they circled the wagons on him. So uh, maybe they they told him they were planning something. They never did it. Um, yeah. In listening to the game today, uh, Pat talked about Bach a little bit, but never did bring up unless I missed it. Uh, never did bring up that he was the first black coach in you know, the white major leagues, you know, like he broke the coaching color barrier. Yeah. And even Pat didn't mention it. And I think that's just a, that's a, a, an organization wide sort of blind spot that they really need to, I mean, so you see behind me, I got Buck O'Neill on one side and there's Ernie Banks, you know, Mr. Cub is a cub because of Buck O'Neill. Yeah, Billy Bernie, Williams is Billy a cub Williams, yeah. because of Buck O'Neill. Two Hall of Famers whose numbers have been retired. And yeah, Buck O'Neill scouted and signed Lee Smith as well. Like these these guys, like he needs to be honored more than well, the Cubs organization need to you can't honor him more any more than uh, the baseball hall of fame, which Sadly, they did it after he died, and they should have, you know, done it earlier. But at least they're finally doing it. It's sort of a, a Ron Santo situation. Uh, you know, apparently Buck put up good numbers last year and finally made it. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's he, just he really went over the top with his forty homers. I mean, well, that that's just it. It's it's so freaking sad to me when one of these guys gets uh they get it finally but they're dead and yeah. buck o'neill had to give that speech after when they finally put in like 12 or 13 former negro league baseball players who were getting into the hall of fame buck gave a speech and uh on behalf of those deceased ball players and yeah. he was supposed to be in that class he died like three months later yeah he so, missed it by like one vote yeah, and and it's just like the fact that it's that that's what we're dealing with here, and it, you know, in this, it's just such bullshit. You know, like I, it makes me so mad, and I'm happy he's finally in, but he the fact that he didn't get to to see it, um, it's just just uh, I mean, it's a, just a tragedy. Same as Ron, just like you said, it's just like yeah. come on, what it, the hell? it is it is sad, and and Buck O'Neill like. He really was baseball. I mean, beyond all the things that he did actually affecting things on the field, the reason any of us know anything about the Negro Leagues now is probably because, because of Buck O'Neill. He's the guy. He's that one spot in the world that said, we should not forget about this era, these people. And he fought for that. They started the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum because Buck championed this and kept it going. And, you know, go down to Kansas City, see it. It's great. Uh, And if you're looking to learn more about it, 
Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, does a podcast called Black Diamonds. It's excellent. Uh, you guys should all definitely check that out as, as well. But, yeah, Buck O'Neill honestly kept everything. The fact that the Negro Leagues are now major leagues, all of that gets tied right back to Buck O'Neill. He, he changed all of that and made sure that none of us forgot it so that, you know, guys like us who – were born, you know, 40 years after the league was gone. We know some things about this, you know, so. Yeah. And uh, somebody brought up in the chat that it's a shame that it took so long as for it to be uh, recognized as a major league. And uh, Alfred Campos says, does he go in as a Cub? Hey, I mean, he does. Uh, uh, the Cubs aren't mentioned in his plaque, but he's, he, he is a Cub. Um, it, but the Cubs don't seem to think so. <laughs> he, no, he, yeah, he does not go in as a Cub, actually, because he's going in as a player, I believe, and he he never played for the Cubs. He played for the Kansas City Monarchs. So my guess is that if there were to be a hat on him, which there is not, it's it's a picture a of him as an yeah, it's a picture of him as an older man, uh, you know, in a tie, but with the smile that he has, um, you know. But there may not be, honestly, there may not be a more important figure in baseball over the last 50 years or more than 50, like 60, 70 years Yeah, since since Buck O'Neill left the Negro Leagues to, you know, start working in the major leagues. And then, honestly, he was probably more impactful when he was out of the major leagues in all forms and just going around and championing the game. Yeah. Which should have cut counted more than it did when he was alive, but it unfortunately didn't. And took, I think shows like us took Bob Kendrick took a lot, took a lot of people, other people at Sabre beaten. I mean, there, there was a gen, uh, general drum beat from so many people. Uh, freaking Ken, uh, Ken Burns. You know, I mean, King Burns knew, like, the everybody baseball knew. documentary should just be the Buck O'Neill documentary. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, there's so much. It got to the point where it was like everybody knew that Buck O'Neill needed to be in the Hall of Fame, except for the Hall of Fame community. They're like, oh, well, oh, I didn't know you guys wanted it that bad. It's like, yes, what's wrong with you? So, and, and I do want to mention, too, Mini Mignoso got into. Uh, also, just because yep, Chicago the side. and um, I, I own this. This is I got this at a baseball card show when I was like 13 years old. It says it's inscribed to me. Best wishes to Danny. Look at that beautiful signature. Mini yep. Minosa. It's like very sweeping and the, his M's have like giant capes on them. It's incredible. <laughs> it's really, really neat. So um Anyway, uh, after the show, I'm going to play a couple of clips from John Baker Day 2020, where we talked with Bob Kendrick and John Baker, and um, uh, we learned a lot uh, from Mr. Kendrick. And uh, so I'm going to play a couple of those clips. I put one of them out on Twitter today, but I'll, I'll play a couple at the end of the show after I play a song. And uh, But right now, uh, we're just going to take a, a quick commercial break, and then you're going to hear me say a live read, a live commercial. So get ready for that. I know you love commercials and then, and I know you love live. So see them together finally at last. 
This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sun Ranto Show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunrancho.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link all right i got i got bad news for everybody out there and that is that sun ranto show has teamed up with a gambling syndicate no uh i'm not gonna I'll, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it verbatim. In fact, everybody, why don't you read the copy, the script, along with me, live? I'll put it up there. You can all read it with me. So this is what they, the kind of things that sports books send you to, to say uh, when you're trying to, to, to sign people up to go gamble on their site. Uh, listen up, sports bettors. Your favorite sports book. BetUs.com is back for our 28th year of NFL action with the industry's best sign-up bonus of up to 200%. BetUs, or BetUs, offers our members the opportunity to cash in on all your favorite sports, including NFL, UFC, and MLB. I thought you couldn't bet on MLB, Danny. Oh, only Pete Rose can't bet on MLB. Do you like my announcer voice? (laughs) Only Pete Rose can't do it. Now, now here's a different announcer. If you're looking for live in-game betting. Oh, wait. I lost my music. I can't do this without music. (laughs) There we go. If you're looking for live in-game betting, incredible odds with daily odds, boosters, props, and parlays, we got them. How about fast payouts and exceptional one and one? Wait, what is that? One, one to one. One to one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a good copy. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's like a tie ball this. game, Danny. It's one to one. How about fast payouts and exceptional one-to-one customer service? I would say one-on-one. One-on-one, baby. One-on-one customer, hot customer service action. We got that, too. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. They got a phone number. Who's got phone numbers anymore? <laughs> These guys, they want BETUS to have them. 1-800-79-BETUS. BetUS.com, where the game begins. All right now, I I got to explain this. Okay, so um, here's 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 the thing. I'm gonna keep the music on because it's still commercial. <laughs> what I, I like 
It's going like to come this. back on. David Elliott says, some of us provide extra support because we want more live commercial reads. You know what I'm saying? You could listen on the podcast. <laughs> if you're a Patreon person, I would cut, I'm would cut. i cutting this all out. You, you don't know, even know what we're talking about. You don't about even right know now. what we're talking about. We'd be like, but we are becoming a, a – well, here's the thing. We had a choice that we could either take uh, like $125 per like sign up if you deposit a thousand bucks or whatever it was. Like, I don't know what happened, but there's a caveat to get the 125 bucks if somebody signs up. Or we could take 35% of your future gambling watches losses in perpetuity. And guess what we chose? <laughs> <laughs> You know it, baby. Yeah, you know it. So now you can't trust us on anything. Any gambling advice we give you is could possibly be for our own profit. You lose, we, we win. win. Yeah, that's our new <laughs> their new model. But seriously, go to betus.com and you sign up as uh, with promo code Sunranto. They give you like I think a, if you put in 100, you get 125 or something like that. Put in 500 you get, I don't know, whatever, 25% more. Uh, you get another 125 bucks or something like that. They also have poker on there. I didn't look into that. I don't know if even we're associated with that. But another way you can do it that we would get credit for you going on there and gambling. And we're going to have we're gonna sign up ourselves to it. We're going to make that part of the show. You watch us lose money, but we benefit when we lose. At least we lose 35% less than yeah. everybody else. Like when we make a $100 bet and lose... We get 35 of that back. Yeah, at least. It's like betting with free money. Why wouldn't yeah. you do it, too? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I'm going to let you read the, the copy next time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, anyway, BetUS. Dot, what is it? Dot, no. So, BetUS.com. They actually have a dot com. Um, yeah, now I'm betting on the Cubs for the rest of the season and the Sun Ranto Show profits. Exactly. So yeah, I don't use it. I don't know if it's a good site or not. I tried to sign up, but I, you know, I got scared. <laughs> to be honest, I left. But you shouldn't try it out. <laughs> and uh, anyway, right. And look, gambling makes me nervous. So I'm, I'm, I'm sweating always, right now. I'm sweating. And we're always trying to monetize this thing. These are the things that are available to us right now. If you have other things that may need to be advertised or whatever, you. You can pay you us. Can, yeah, you can pay us. We're we're down. Like we're we will sell our souls. I'll say. I will sell. <laughs> we just you did. My we just soul did for on a uh, uh, on a what on a on a chance postcard. I'll send you my soul. So I believe um, I'm going to drop a link in the chat. I forgot to do this. Um, I believe you can get to it through maybe this link. If you want to gamble, I'm not sure if this works. I haven't tried it, but uh, we're going to give it a shot right now. Let me see if I'm going to, I'm going to try it right now. Did it work? Oh, it did. 125% sign up bonus. Just make sure you put Sunranto. Otherwise we don't get any credit when you, when they're like referral code or something like that. Um, make sure you put hashtag chance in the chat. Thank you, Alfredo Campos for reminding us hashtag chance in the chat and you too could uh, win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me. But uh, waiting patiently in the chat, and I, I feel bad. I always tell people to show up, you know, 
about half hour before we actually need them. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But um, anyway, I, we, we do have a very special guest tonight, and a real live actual Pirates fan, a great musician, and a great friend of mine, uh, Mr. Brian Ziegler. We haven't seen you in a while, my friend. Hey! hey yeah, yo. it has been a while. I've been, uh, to- I've, been, I've been doing my own research this whole time. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I did I, notice you're, you're in Baltimore. Are you at John Hopkins doing your own research or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I found out that the, uh, the um, inoculation is responsible for Frank Schwindel. So, <laughs> you know, you, you got to be careful with this stuff, man. Only, only until the eighth inning, apparently, because then, <laughs> then they switch him out for defensive replacement if we happen to have the lead, which isn't usual. <laughs> right? no, but, I'm, I'm visiting family. Hi, Dad. You're, are you actually waving to your dad, or is he in the chat? Yeah, okay. yeah no, I think I think he's watching if he's still awake. Oh, okay. So, um, Pittsburgh's not as shitty as they've been, man. <laughs> I mean, and they're still pretty shitty. We're just we're not we're in the worst division in the league, so uh, that 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 helps a lot. We're doing our best to make Pittsburgh less shitty looking. Well, I tell Chicago. you. Yeah, it's incredible. You look at this roster and you think, you know, there are a couple of bright spots, but this is not a good team. I mean, you know, I, Danny, like you and I were talking, I mean, there's 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 a lot of up-and-coming talent, but, I mean, I, there are some people on here who give placeholders a bad name. Well, yeah, I was looking at your – I mean, it, a lot, lot of times I like to screenshot the offense, and so – and, <laughs> oh. So, I mean, this is a lot – I mean, this is the first 17 – Ending in Tuca Pizza Marcano, yeah. and then, and then, and, and but then you got you move down the list, and then you got Hoy Park, Yu Chang, Jason Delay. The only thing that yeah. should have been delayed was his his move to the major leagues. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they they opened up the season with one arguably major league catcher on the entire forty man roster, uh, and then he got hurt. A month in, you know, Roberto Perez got hurt a month into the season, and they just had nobody. Um, well, by at-bats, I've got this. I'm putting it up on the screen right now. This is the Pirates' offense by at-bats um, right now. Um, looks like Brian Reynolds is leading the team with OPS. He's got 15 home runs, 808 um, OPS there. Uh, doesn't strike out that much. Uh, it. You know, it's funny because the the Pirates are a weird, weird team. They've got a, a run differential of negative one forty, which yeah. ac- which actually puts them uh, like they're playing about eight games above their Pythag right now yeah. because they've uh, they just don't they win really close games. Yeah, they're, they're over five hundred in one run games, but I mean, we, you know, you guys beat us twenty one nothing first month of the season, and they've been beat by double digits, I believe, six or seven times this season. Uh, yeah. So they, they they get into the uh, the position players pitching a little too often. What what's interesting about that twenty one nothing win was I think the Cubs went on a like a ten game losing streak right after right that. after it. Yeah, they never <laughs> scored again. They, yeah, <laughs> they did. They they scored like only one run if they were lucky for like nine games. Yeah, and Key Brian Hayes is quickly becoming like the Andrew McCutcheon of your team, just a complete Cub killer. And so, yeah. I mean, he's you got to be excited about that guy. I mean, you've you got to be excited about O'Neill Cruz. 
Uh, I mean, some of these young names, uh, Jack Sawinski has been really mm-hmm. impressive, although he's fallen off recently. Uh, you know, <laughs> Dan Vogelbach, ex-Cub <laughs> farmhand, blocked by Rizzo. Yeah, you know, he's a Met now. He just uh, he just got sent out a couple of days I ago. I did just see that. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, I, I made lots of John Goodman jokes when, when they signed him. But, I mean, his OPS was 769 this year. I mean, he does have a fantastic eye. He's just a tub of goo, you know. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> it does look like somebody gave John Candy a baseball uniform. That, that, <laughs> being, that, that being said, we did see him hit a triple, maybe the only triple of his career against yeah, the Cubs. Yeah, I can't, he's got one career triple, and it was against the freaking Chicago Cubs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, offensively, uh, you, you you're managing to win more games than the Chicago Cubs, despite, d- despite yeah. um, scoring 64 fewer runs than the Cubs. Now, this is a team, I mean, you got the third worst OPS. You're averaging yeah. homers. Uh, you, you, what did you write here? You got five players but, in double digits. But it's uh, a weird, it's a weird average. Like, you got you guys like Diego Castillo hitting 10 home runs. You're spreading which it around. Just, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, Vogelbach, Sawinski's back down in AAA because he he had this weird sinewy power that was getting the ball over the fence, but he just wasn't hitting the ball often enough. Um, you know, Chavis is in double digits. He's been a nice surprise. Um, yeah, so, so you know, I mean, well, you'd rather spread it around. You'd yeah. rather have, like, one guy pick it up when you needed it in that moment, but have them be – within themselves have some versatility in what they can do offensively. It's yeah. not a three yeah. true outcome situation that you'll take the contact. Now you look at your at batting averages and you got to wonder, you got, you want some of that to come up. Oh, it, it's, it's gruesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and you know, like a lot, a lot of these guys are people who, I mean, like Josh Van Meter does not belong on a major league roster, you know? And, you know, even, it's not like That's he's blocking 188, a whole lot of yeah. 188 260 304 looking yeah i mean what's he doing out there and he's got 150 at bats you know yeah um yeah but it, spreading it around i mean i'm saying you got a lot of players like there's very few teams that go onto a second page at this time of year and it's the, mm-hmm. all the teams that go onto a second page of yeah. of stats for their offense they're all really bad teams because yeah. they're like, well, next guy up, let's try this guy. Let's try this guy. Yeah. And and that's exactly what's been going on. You know, you've had uh, in the outfield other than Brian Reynolds, you know, and, and Gamble's been a pleasant surprise, but you know, he's, he's a fourth outfielder. Ideally. I've um, called him the poor man's Jason worth to his face and it cracked him the fuck up. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Like, I go, Hey, you're the poor man's Jason worth. And he turns around and goes, Meh. that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> he loved it. And then that was like the first day when he was out there. And then he, ne- we, we, we didn't bother him the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Cause we're like, Hey, he's cool. That's all yeah, you gotta no, do outfielders. Just yeah, he's, he's, laugh at our he's jokes. A good guy. It's all yeah, constructive criticism. If you accept it and take it properly, then we'll leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> so both teams strike out a lot. Uh, yeah. Just young teams flailing out there. Can't hit the off speed yet or identify it. 
identify spin. And as I said, you know, 64 runs. That's not – how are you in third and we're in fourth? We've scored 64 more runs than you. And, and the pitch, not like uh, yeah. you're great well, pitching. Well, 20 of them came in one game. <laughs> so we really only scored 40-something more. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's been a big part of it that, you know, a lot of this run differential has come in. You know, there were six games. I added them up, and I forget the number. But, like, the six blowouts, the opposing team scored over 100 runs in those six games. Yeah. And the the pitching, you know, when I looked at this rotation at the beginning of the year, I thought I, there's, like, two major league pitchers here, maybe. And it's been better than expected. You know, I mean, it's not a good rotation. But it's been better than we expected. You know, Mitch Keller has come around a little bit. Quintana's been looking very good. Oh, um, thank God we're not facing him. He carved us yeah. up, dude. And he was terrible. Yeah. The Buick was terrible. Uh, David Kaplan, a kind of famous uh, uh, broadcaster, been on this show a few times. He's a radio guy here in Chicago and TV, too. He, he called him yeah. the Buick. So everybody here calls him <laughs> the Buick. Because we wanted a Cadillac in 2017. We got a Buick. Yep. That's <laughs> what happened with, with Q. He wasn't bad, but it wasn't what we yeah. thought we got. Yeah. But he's been good for you guys. And, and he'll be good for another uh, week or so, probably. Yeah, until you trade him off to somebody yeah. else. And we never could yeah. get shit for him. So it's very frustrating to us. We never got shit for Schwarber. We never got shit for Q. We, you know, yeah. just. We, um, I don't think we got anything for Vogelbach. <laughs> no, we, no, we got uh, Mike Montgomery, who, if you remember, was on the mound when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. So we did get oh, one right. thing for Vogelbach, if you recall that was year. Was it that long ago that we got rid of him? Oh, yeah. because, yes, because he went to Seattle. Seattle and then he, he I forgot there. he was in Seattle. Brewers. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so, okay, never mind. Yeah, our, <laughs> our team ERAs are the – Fifth and sixth worst in the major leagues, though. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, the Pirates, though, have the second worst bullpen ERA at yeah. 469. Nice. And yeah. 423 is the Cubs, which is the ninth worst. Um, the uh, the Cubs and the Bucks, though, they their bullpens are taxed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the second and third most innings pitched – so both teams have, uh, in the counting stats, have given up given up a lot of homers and strikeouts and bases balls, uh, bases on balls, and you got to feel like it's just getting to that time of year that they're like, please, just like two <laughs> more months, stop. make it stop. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, and the Pirates have the most errors. So yeah. what, what do you attribute that to? Uh, you know, I think one of the things that just drives me nuts is that it seems like every night the lineup is pulled out of a hat. And, oh. you know, you got to have, like, one Diego Gastia or Cole Tucker kind of guy who will just play all over the field where you need him. But they do that with half the team. You know, there are, like, five guys who have played significant time in the infield and the outfield this year. And I, unnecessarily, you know. Um, yeah, we get the and, same thing. We got yeah. Bodie at third sometimes. We got, you know, so then they put uh, Wisdom out in left for some reason mm. and Morel will play anywhere. Getting, yeah. getting back to a picture yeah. for a, one second. Are the, do you think the pirates are shopping Bednar? He's been pretty shut down at the end of uh, Terry E asks that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm thinking not because I'm thinking, you know, with, with the three wild cards, it's not insane to think we could be in the mix next year. 
um, you know, no. two years at most. And, you know, cause there's, there, there is a lot of talent coming up and, you know, if you're, if you're 500 at the break, you, you've actually got a shot at this point. Well, you know why? Because um, you know who your farm director is. Look at my yeah. hat. Yeah. Look at my yeah. hat. John Baker, farm director on the baseball reference yeah. page. Yeah. So, and by the way, John Baker Day is in five days. Oh, congrats. Is, yeah. Yeah. We, we, well, now it's a pirate's holiday because he's your guy. <laughs> <laughs> do we get to, do, do we get the, do we get to him get, as, a, as a pirate's fan and be like, hey, <laughs> Do I get John to sing Baker the song Day. now or no? Yeah, sure. Oh, well, you, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you your own part. I could use another backup ca- harmony. Okay, definitely. Right. On, on the album, there's a flute part, which if you could figure that out, that'd be really cool. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, th- those of you watching the show have to know. It, but, well, in fact, because people are watching, you just plug your shit now. Like, what are you working on right now, musically? Yeah, Who's a great I, guitarist. Uh, this is, you know, it's funny since. COVID kind of put us all in the closet. I, I haven't been working on a whole lot, but um, working on, we just put out the second album with my wife's band, Dark Beauty, uh, darkbeautymusic.com. It's kind of a proggy, gothy kind of thing. Um, and ever so slowly working on some stuff with Jaded Babies, which is kind of the goofy, you know, the, the, the stuff that we used to play with uh, with Danny's bands back in the day, the... Uh, um, you know, we're, we're being a little more careful with the let's not get our entire careers killed by something we think is uh, funny anymore. Um, <laughs> but the jadedbabies.com anyway. But, but you still do Cripples and Drugs at the Roller Derby, do you not? <laughs> that, that song is still one that you... It's been a while. It's still on YouTube. It's I still can, on YouTube. I love that song so much. <laughs> yeah, probably cancelable. But oh, still oh no time. doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I'm just trying to get to retirement. That's that's all I'm asking for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not not a forced retirement. Um, no. <laughs> right. So uh, the so this this is just a two game set that we got going on. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the weather is going to be it's cooler here in Chicago. Nice. Finally. It's okay. going to be perfect. Yeah. 73 degrees on Monday for the night game down to 63. That'll be really pleasant out there at Wrigley. No rain. Well, 3% chance of rain, which means thunderstorm for hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then on Tuesday for the day game, uh, God, what are we doing? Two games. Who does this? This is so stupid. It's a two it's game homestand. It's yeah, the entire homestand is these two games. Yeah, The whole homestand is two games long. We go from Philadelphia to home to San Francisco on Thursday. So it just makes no sense. But, uh, yeah, 79 he, degrees for the day, yeah. down to a low of 69. Nice. Nice. And I, I will say this. I'm going to the game on Tuesday. I'm going with my family. You're picking and, the right game. Well, it could be Wilson Contreras' final game as a Cub. So I have been watching yeah. – or not as a Cub, but uh, – well, it could be that too. But it – at Wrigley. At Wrigley account. Field. So I've noticed that because of that, uh, the ticket prices on this one have been kind of sticking a little bit higher oh, than wow. you would think for a fourth-place team, but everybody wants to go see Wilson. And so uh, I am dropping – I'm going to be in Section 204. Please use our link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. But I've got uh, – tickets uh, a link that i just dropped in the, the chat which is actually sitting by us so if you want to come and meet my mom or oh cool 
shoot me in front of her. <laughs> this is <laughs> this, this is the game to do it at. <laughs> I don't want him to get older. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Stay right at this age. Um, blame it on the vaccine. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm still doing research. So, um, <laughs> so uh, somebody asked in the chat if you were in Bad Teenage Mustache. You you played with Bad Teenage Mustache many yeah. times, but we we had two different bands. But we would play, um, like I'd go first or you'd go first. Yeah. Like you know, we did it all different ways. But um, lots of gigs together because we had similar styles. But you played with yeah. our band too, right? Yeah, I think I sat in with you guys once or twice. I mean, I knew half your repertoire, so you yeah. Know. That that was back in the uh, Electric Sheepdog and Progressive Dementia days. Yeah, God, all great bands. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. So, no, me and Brian, a lot of water under the bridge, a lot of baseball water. In yeah. fact, it's funny. Uh, today is the Baseball Hall of Fame induction, and mm-hmm. you're who I visited the Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. with. Yeah. I only that went was once, a, and it was with you. Yeah. That was a great road trip. Great yeah. road trip. I got a picture of it uh, sitting on my wall right now. So remember we had our old lake. It was very romantic. Me and it, was. it was. It was. I was getting divorced, <laughs> sipping scotch and making sweet yeah, love. It was. Yeah, it was a great yeah. weekend. We, we I brought a cooler to New York to look at balls. Yeah, exactly. We did. <laughs> I remember getting emotional. Like we went down in the when you go to the Hall of Names where Buck yeah. went up today. And you're just looking at those old names. Like for you, it's the Roberto Clemente's and the Willie Stargell's and all that stuff. And for me, it was the Ryan Sandberg's and the Andre Dawson's. But it's like you look at those names and you you really do feel something. So, But my my strongest memory was making the same corny joke after every time we passed a cemetery. Which which was it? (laughs) Just saying people are just dying to get in there. (laughs) <laughs> oh, because yeah, on the road trip, yeah. But I made that gag like ten times, like every every. You know what? <laughs> I, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> you can make that joke about the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they do not induct living, living players, living yeah. people. No. So game one's going to be JT Brubaker. Yeah, he's two and eight with a four hundred two going up against Adrian Sampson zero and one with a three thirty four. They're giving it away an an MLB Network tote bag. So oh, make nice. Sure, make sure you show up early for that tote. I got I to get uh, out there for that one. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants see to if can get a ticket. It's yeah. going to be like construction paper with some twine. <laughs> no, what, they, what they're calling a tote bag is a like a grocery bag. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So do they have to pay the extra five cents on that or, or no? It's <laughs> <laughs> Chicago, of course. It's actually eight yeah. cents because the, the five oh, cents. Oh, wow. Yeah, because the five cents is taxed. That's <laughs> <You see? laughs> <laughs> how that works. Um, so the Cubs, they've seen Brubaker a little bit. I'll put yeah. up the stats. Because Ian Happ's seen him a lot and does well. He's six for 18. That's a 333 average. No Cubs have hit a home run or a triple for that matter. Yeah. Ian, Ian Happ has three doubles, though, against him of of his six hits. So um, thank God Jason Hayward's not playing in this game. <laughs> Let me tell you that much because he's one for 11. So, well, I, yeah, Brubaker has turned into a solid kind of number four guy. I mean, he's his pitches are all average to above average and his control. That's been what's turned him around is that his control is really solid. He's not going to overpower you, but the ball more and more often goes where he wants it to go. 
Um, so if he's got a good scouting report, then and he knows where to pitch you, mm-hmm. then yeah. he can move it where he wants to, then it can be effective. And it was effective against the Cubs, too, because uh, he, he shut us out through six, and he gave up two through three, three innings pitch at the beginning of the season when everybody was on a short leash. But yeah. um, he shut out Miami through seven last time mm-hmm. out. And uh, but Rafael Ortega, if he doesn't get traded, which I can see him having a market too, uh, he's five for ten against him. Um, so with two of them being doubles, so uh, Patrick Wisdom zero for seven. It's funny because Schwindel's four for seven. So like, and then right, Rivas is zero for three. So it's like it's all over the place. Is like either guys can see him, yeah. Or they can't see him. So I, I think it's interesting that like there's outlier stats for some of these dudes. Um, either you're batting 500 or you're batting zero. <laughs> and it's just, it's weird when that happens. Um, as far as Adrian Sampson goes, there's less um, uh, against uh, pirate at bats against him. But Michael Chavis has a homer. And Jake Marisnik, is he still with the team? Uh, no, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then forget what I was about to say. Or did they are- bring him back up? Wait a minute. Well, he's three he for dead. six. He was down for a little while. I think he, no, he is back up. He is back up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know it's hard to know with some, I mean, it's sometimes we had a guy, I already forgot his name. He pitched on Friday night. Uwellman. <laughs> yeah. Uwellman. He's got more vowels in his name than consonants. So it's just hard to say for uh, English speakers. Uh, so, you know, Danny, we didn't even ask Brian here and, and we, we should have probably started with this. Uh-oh. Uh, are the pirates going to be buyers or sellers? Oh, I, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, what's nice this year is I think we're finally getting into a position where I, they're going to be sellers, but it's going to be just the, you know, the veterans, the, the, just the you guys know, you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, and I, I like Kevin Newman more than a lot of people, but it's going to be your Kevin Newman's maybe, maybe Gamble, um, you know, the older guys, uh, and I think, you know, it's funny to watch like the Yankees message boards where they're, you know, talking about trading their number 23 prospect for Brian Reynolds. You know, I, we're getting to the point where they're putting together a core that that I can actually see winning in the next couple of years. Um, you know, it, this isn't a juggernaut team, but I, I think while we are going to be selling, it's it's not going to be the fire sale you've seen in recent years. So are you? So you're not in on Juan Soto. <laughs> nah, <I'm not. laughs> Juan Soto, who who turned down about four times the entire payroll of the yeah Pirates, yeah, yeah, four times. It's more than that. I mean, what are the payroll? Uh, what's the payroll of the Pirates? Like forty million tops, buck oh, three eighty at this point, I think. Oh my god! Yeah. So. So then in game two, uh, we've got – oh, I didn't even say what uh, Samson did last time. He gave up two runs on six hit, hits through 5.1 mm-hmm. against the Mets. Samson has been surprisingly good for, for us. Uh, you probably never even heard of him before. And to be honest, neither had we. And uh, he's been just surprisingly good. I, I don't know if he's one of those kind of old guys that maybe – could find his way onto yeah. Yeah. And, and, and do like a side guy for a trade. Oh, and we'll take that Samson guy to eat a few innings right. for us. Right. And, you know, so I don't know if they would move him to a pen or or what what would happen. But game two, uh, Bryce Wilson, who spells his name with not with a C but with an S, Bryce 
Would you not see yeah. too much? He, uh, Bryce Wilson, uh, this is a technical term you guys might not be familiar with, but he's what we call not a very good pitcher. Um, <laughs> you, wait, is that an advanced really stat? Surprised how well we understand that. <laughs> Don't get all mappy on me this time. <laughs> Sorry, it's, 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 it's one of these new uh, What's his know, XFIP stats? <laughs> I don't understand that very good pitcher. Is that even English? <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. You, know, you look back over this guy's career, and he, he was never good. Um, you know, he's a placeholder. He'll go out and, and throw the ball while you're waiting for the real guys to come up. Well, but, he uh, was good in his uh, two starts before his last start. He only went through 48 yeah. pitches against Colorado. I don't know if he was just tired or what. But he was good in his first two, his two starts before that. And the Cubs, uh, they got three runs in three innings pitched during a relief appear, appearance um, in which we lost four to three. Uh, we actually don't do well against the Pirates. I didn't even bring that up, uh, that the Cubs do have a losing record against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I assumed everybody watching this show already knows that. <laughs> Cubs are 5-8 and eight versus them this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, here's the Cubs' numbers against Bryce Wilson, and it's not – it's pretty good. I mean, uh, Wilson yeah. Contreras is, has the only home run, but um, uh, Wilson is also – three for nine he's got uh, and then Hap is three for five and uh Ortega got some hits off of him and so like overall the Cubs 60 plate appearances they're batting 346 OBP of 433 slugging 442 for 876 OPS overall so uh, I mean you'll take that and as you said that is a wait what's the term again not very <laughs> not very good pitcher. Oh right, uh, right. Sorry, I got to yeah, get used yeah. to these advanced stats. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's a money ball thing. It, 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 oh, took, I, a, it yeah. took a while for me to grasp it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then, uh, Keegan Thompson's going out there for the Cubs. He's been really good for us this year, and quite a revelation. Yeah. Seven and four with a three forty three ERA. Uh, Keegan has pitched exceptionally, exceptionally well against Pittsburgh, giving up only one run in 15 innings pitched Ouch. over three games against them. And it's uh, 16 strikeouts to only two walks. Now, I know you guys don't walk a lot, but, you know. And we strike out a lot. So, really, I mean, so, so it shouldn't, shouldn't come Keegan's to Keegan's your man. Like, You're going to get Keegan <laughs> extended. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last time uh, Keegan went out there, he gave up five against the Mets, though. So it was okay. one of his worst outings of the season. And uh, Reynolds kind of owns him. So yeah. that's just so we see what he does against the major league lineup. We'll see how we do. That's, uh, yeah, that's a, whole, so, a whole different discussion. Yeah, it's it. It really is kind of like for whatever reason, and I don't understand why. The last few years, the we've really been kind of owned by the pirates. And I know that the smartest thing you can kind of do is make your team. You can beat all the other teams in the majors, but if you can beat your own division and you're set up to beat your division, uh, like find your, find those other teams in your divisions kryptonite and set up for that. I feel like you can do a lot better uh, than you another, you, you maybe would have, Otherwise, and I feel like that's where the pirates are right now. Yeah, and I, I think better. that's one thing they—they they finally started to kind of customize their team for PNC Park too. You know, uh, left good left-handers, even with with a modicum of power, 
can get the ball over that Clemente wall in right field. And they, and they finally started to kind of pay attention to building a team for that ballpark. Um, so, yeah, we'll, you know, you, well, you I mean, got to take advantage of anything you can. The ballpark's new. I mean, I can understand why they're just getting around to it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, they, uh, they've only had two decades to start paying attention to these things. Yeah. <laughs> two decades in, somebody goes, you know, maybe a lefty would be good. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to – wait, guys, wait, wait, hold on. Have we tried a lefty? <laughs> <laughs> so Somebody's like, dude, mind blown. Yeah. Why did you say this oh, last year? Yeah. Man, see, you're too busy looking at exit velos. <laughs> <laughs> Got to look at what hand the guy hits with. So uh, I want to know where everybody's uh, temperature is. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. You know, you know she's going to be the one that sues us. Like this is the thing that's going <laughs> to, you know, we've done all sorts of copyright infringement on this show, and it's going to be that nurse that's going to bring it right. up. She'll like, be the one. Yeah, she's like, because she, she's a Cardinals fan. She's like, I'm not going to be at no cub show. Do you remember when I got the cease and desist from Sister Angelica? <laughs> I don't. Is that that nun with a beard? It, it is. I. Uh, we. Uh, you remember the song "I Love the Devil," right? Yes, I do. It, it starts off as a doo-wop and then moves into a thrash metal tune. Well, way back in the beginning of of websites, we had. You know, she she was the the nice nun who gave the Catholic talks on the Very eternal sweet word woman television I'm look her up right now. I'm googling Sister Angelica. Uh, yeah, so we put uh, tickle Sister Angelica to hear "I Love the Devil" by Electric Sheepdog, and about two weeks later, I got a cease and desist letter from this Catholic television network. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, that was cool. That was That's fun. Awesome. Good times. Oh man, I gotta I gotta bring a picture of her. Did, did you know that there was a an, a period that she was actually uh, wearing an eye patch? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, oh, it won't let me download. It says it's. I'm gonna get a. Uh, I got a screenshot it. I guess it, you know how sometimes it's just like warning. Warning! Oh, Warning! Great. Pirate! <laughs> exactly. A pirate, pirate nun. How, how meta! I just pirating a pirate, a nun pirate at that. Um, no, I'm I'm I'm, go, I'm going to bring nuns. <laughs> oh my god! Is I I'm going to do a a mashup of pirates of Penzance and nonsense and make a million dollars. <laughs> 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 the sisters of Penzance. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring. Um, it's taking a while to upload. My internet is dog crap tonight. Um, Eric, can you guys see that? <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> There's Sister Angelica <laughs> looking like a pirate with an eye. I mean, oh, that's great. She looks like Elvis. She's got the Elvis sneer on. It was so good. <laughs> good stuff. She's got that Billy Idol thing going on. That's great. <laughs> I'm just nodding in the dark. So, yeah, for the podcast listeners, that was a picture of a nun with an iPad. 
and a, and a massive sneer. And a massive Billy Idol sneer <laughs> on her face. <laughs> it just, uh, you know what? It, I'll just inexplicably uh, make that the podcast photo. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll, so we'll call it, it. We'll call the show very strangely, like Billy Idol Nuns sneer or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Sisters of Penzance. Sister, oh yeah, Sisters of. There you go. I'm going to write that down because I will. There's forget. a Vogelbach joke in there somewhere too. But, yeah, exactly. Vogelbach triples of Penzance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to keep it Cubs related. I mean, it's brand. Yeah, new. fair enough. You got to brand enough. this thing. Um, so. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, how do you how do you feel this is going to go this series? The I, 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 you know, I'll take a split. I win on Monday, lose on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going Tuesday, so that's fine with me. Yeah, let's see. Uh, uh, bright, uh, let's see. We'll go uh, three to one win on Monday, and then on Tuesday we lose sixteen to sixteen to one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Bryce Wilson gives up nine runs and two and two thirds. Uh, and you've got Josh Van Meter pitching the eighth and the ninth. <laughs> well, I will not be fooled again. This Cubs team is going to sweep. No. They're going to stretch this to a six game winning streak. The It'll two game like the sweep. Longest streak that they've had in probably three years. I yeah. I like a Cubs sweep here. I, I do. Right. Yeah, I, I, th- I think we take both. Um, I'm feeling confident. Like, you know, we're going to get hurt again, Michael. We're going to get real hurt again at some <laughs> point. Uh, but, uh, ooh, Facebook user says, I'll see you Tuesday. I don't know who that is. Is it somebody? <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that a threat or is it a <laughs> – Yeah, he's going to invite violence. Mother. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> they do – I mean, they, don't worry. They got, like, a, a 93-year-old lady – we're running security and a teenager. <laughs> so I'm sure it's going to be fine. I feel very safe at Wrigley field. Um, Sister Angelica running security, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe I have the, the time of my life and see all the wonderful people that have uh, co- shown up to say hello to me, or I meet Sister Angelica in hell. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what is going to happen. <laughs> on Tuesday. But, uh, <laughs> Even better, she's got glasses over an eye patch. I know it's like, dude. You, you, well, you like? Does you just are Get you just monocle. seeing? Are you seeing the back of the patch better? <laughs> what are you doing? So, uh, you want to hang with us till the end, Brian? Yeah, and, sure. And sign off with us, cool. Uh, well, uh, speaking of uh, dead people, I guess uh, it's uh, Dwight nice. Smith died. And it's very sad oh, to me. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. Dwight Smith died. And uh, we went to the Club 400 event with him. And, uh, man, it was – well, he went with Jerome Walton as well. So the, the, remember that they had the 1989 Dwight Smith won Rookie of the Year. Jerome Walton was the runner-up to Rookie of the Year. And uh, it was an amazing year. The Cubs – there's a documentary off, uh, out there called The Boys of Zimmer. And if you haven't yes, seen it, seen check that. it out, and you'll kind of get a lot of, like, the flavor of that team. It was a very exciting team. I was, you know, 15 years old and just, like, you know, it was a very uh, influential team at the time. They lost in the playoffs to the Braves, as you did back then. <laughs> that, yeah. that was, that Didn't was we all? The, that was back in the day when any time the Cubs made the playoffs, 
they made a fucking documentary about that team. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> this will be the, the year. Round, we don't care. We're making yeah. a documentary. Yeah, we're making a do- Well, and, and it's also back in the day when the Atlanta Braves were in the NL West. Oh, right. 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 <laughs> and the Cincinnati Reds. I was going to say they were there with the Cincinnati Reds, yeah, weren't they? Both yeah. teams east of us were in the West. <laughs> so just – Lots of weird things were going on back then. But, you know, Dwight Smith, he sang the national anthem. That was, it was a really fun team. They had a good mix right. of, you know, the Schwann Dunstans and the uh, Ryan Sandbergs and Dawson was still on that team. And so uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, but Dwight Smith was a big part of that. And, well, he died. And so I, I got a little audio I'm going to play. Um, so check this out. But but this is beautiful, and this is what it's all about. That's what life's all about. You only got one life. And when you can go and, 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 and go to bed and say, I made so many people alive because of what I did, that's priceless. But but this is beautiful, and this is what it's all about. That's what life's all about. You only got one Sorry, it's playing again. So, uh, yeah, that's Dwight Smith at Club 400. And he was so taken aback by Cubs fans being all there together. And he was also <laughs> – well, let's just put it this way. Crawley is the proud owner. <laughs> Crawley <laughs> is the proud owner of Dwight Smith's empty bottle of Hennessy that he oh drank at the party. So if you could – it's like I did listen to the end of what he said there a couple times because not only does he have a pretty thick southern drawl, but yeah. it, but he but he also was shit faced. Like by the end of that night, like you know everybody's red eyed and like it was a lot of fun. But either way, that guy, you've got to listen to the podcast that was uh, recorded that night. Um, Jerome Walton doesn't talk a lot. It's all Dwight Smith, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but like Dwight Smith and Jerome Walton were one and two in Rookie of the Year. They also had until last week. Um, or just a couple of days ago, lived only a couple doors down from each other in oh, Atlanta. Cool. And oh, Dwight yeah. called Jerome and said, Hey, I got a house for you. This place just went up. And, you know, so they were tight like that. Um, Dwight Smith's son is playing in the major leagues. And uh, so he's still, I mean, it's just, he's only 58. And um, I don't know what happened, but, it, you know, it, you got to listen. <laughs> to this uh, podcast. And I just dropped the link in the chat. Uh, it's it, you just look up club 400 radio. It's, it's club 400 radio.podbean.com. Um, you could also, but that's the uncensored. You got to find the uncensored version. Trust me. You need the uncensored version. Uh, Dwight Smith probably dropped more F bombs than we do in a year. On this show, <laughs> so and we and we've had a few shows where we drop a few f bombs, but like, yeah, you know. but you know, luckily we do massive editing on this show. You you <laughs> should you should you should hear the um, uncensored uh, Sunranto show. It's you, four hours long. You know we're live, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's all it's all f bombs. Yeah. So we're gonna have the uh, Bleacher Bum Band karaoke party. On uh, August 7th, that'll be post-game. That's a Sunday. So come on by. There might be some special guests, but we don't know. I'm not promising anything. But it could be that people that are not traded might come. (laughs) We don't know. We're just going to try to throw a big party and see what happens. And also, tickets go on sale for Club 400, who, who Dwight Smith was just talking about, about how wonderful we all are as Cub fans. Uh 
Tickets go on sale for Cubapalooza, which is a rooftop party. All uh, proceeds go to benefit Club 400 uh, to keep the you know everything flowing, and he can re-glue the bobbleheads you drug people break back, back together <laughs> after the party. It's like it's costing him millions in Elmer's glue. So ticket, tickets for that go on sale tomorrow, I believe. That's what was announced anyway. Um, and um, so, you know, Captain Cubbo came on the uh, Ranta Roundtable. And you know, I've, I freaking love Roberto. His, his, his uh, Clark Kent name is Roberto Ramos. But, in, uh, but he's Captain Cubbo to us. So we're, we're, we were talking back and forth about, uh, you know, you know, he, he wants to like be more superhero. Like you know, remember in the eighties when they'd have like the Superman cartoon and he'd come right. down and give people good advice. So he, he sent me something and uh, let's see, I haven't even watched this yet. I he literally sent this to me while the show was going out. He's late, but you know, maybe that's a superpower. He's just a little bit tardy. <laughs> okay. Cup fans. You want to be like me? Eat plenty of sausages and drink club 400 beer. And you two can have, Cubby blue running through the main veins. <laughs> 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 All right, we're, we're gonna work at it. Yeah, we get. It's a first try. You know, we're, we're gonna first draft. It's, right, yeah, first draft. No, no, that's good. No, I, I like where he started with it. You got uh, the sausages, <laughs> and you got <laughs> beer. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's like Popeye and the spinach. Like, can't you see Captain <laughs> Cubbo? He, like, eats a sausage like Popeye eats a spinach. And he drinks down a Club 400 beer. And he goes, like, you know, running, you know. And I don't know what he does. He chops a cup snake. Yeah. <laughs> and a snake. Yeah, exactly. He chops a cup snake with his, with his chup, <laughs> cup snake. Wait, this is actually, if you didn't see the Rant Around Table, this is a uh, Captain Cubbo creation. A beer snake chopper that we can bring. It works both ways, left, right, or left field. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, no, I, I think I think it's good. So may, maybe we could work the cup snake into the next one. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, I, I could see a sausage and some clove. powers to tell you that much. Um, but I, I want to have a contest. I think we need to think of a good. Um, uh, we need a good catchphrase. We think Captain Cubbo needs a catchphrase. So I think that's going to be maybe a contest that we will also begin right now. Do I have anything to give? Oh, I do. Here's what I'm giving away. This th- We're going to just do this this week because Wilson Contreras, I'm, I'm holding up a Matt Kammerer uh, print of Wilson Contreras over the flag of Venezuela. And uh, I'm going to give this away to the winning catchphrase. This will be a voting thing on the Sun Ranto uh, Ranters page. So make make sure you join that on Facebook. We'll do a vote. Um, here's my entry for uh, Captain Cubbo's catchphrase to win the Wilson Contreras print. Keep on cubbing. Keep on cubbing. Keep on cubbing. And he's going to have little bears that like run around with him. Something like that. No. <laughs> I, know, I know we're, we're, we're heading towards another copyright infringement, <laughs> but not as bad as that rectal thermometer nurse. <laughs> <laughs> we showed her face. This is just that uh, we got bears. Bears I mean, exist the way, in the what world. She's talking about, you can't we copyright a bear. Worse. 
You can't copyright bears. <laughs> They're literally actual animals. It's like saying, you, you know, you can't, you can't copyright a bear. Yet. <laughs> so you got oh, one? We'll try. We'll did, try. Can you, did, did anything come to mind when I said that? Like, do you have anything in the chat? Like a new good Captain Cubbo? Um, oh, oh, God. Well, think about it. I mean, you know, I've been putting you on the spot here. I know. You really did put me on uh, I was trying to think of like something that was a little like double entendre sexual. I tried my best. Oh, it was Cabo. Facebook user. Oh, no. Oh, oh, that's. Oh, that's. Wait, wait. Is Facebook. I want to know who Facebook user is. That's his motto. I tried my best. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a motto entry or is that actually Captain Cabo telling me that he tried his best to uh, have a phrase? No. we're, I think we'll come up with it. So, uh, I think that could be the model for both of us this year. I Pinkus, tried my best. John Pickett <laughs> says, yeah, exactly. Well, you guys are at least doing better trying your best. Like, <laughs> the, John Pickett says, the Beatles copyrighted a fruit for 40 years. <laughs> True. And uh, the Chicago Bears is already copyrighted. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but um, – and uh, Everett Yoakum says, that was naughty. I don't know what's naughty about it. So, uh, all right. Oh, I'll cabone ya. I was trying uh, to think of like I'm a trying. sexual <laughs> double entendre, like I'm coming, yeah, I'm like coming, boom. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is not my entry, though. <laughs> my entry is keep on coming. Uh, oh, that kind of works as a double entendre if you're, you know. Well, we really wanted to. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. would take that. Yeah. Um. Uh, Facebook user says, "Don't vap. I'm your peanuts." <laughs> sure, <laughs> we should do that. Or, oh, maybe Everett Yoakum has it. Maybe it's that was naughty. <laughs> maybe that was his entry. him with that giant hand. Yeah, that was naughty. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we always well, this hasn't gone off the rails. Yeah, of course, as we do. So, uh, well, let's keep going off the rails. Uh, do you have a? You already used your TFC up, correct? No, I have one more. I have another. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just showed the nun with the iPad for the podcast users. It's just too good to not show. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it's as funny as uh, oh, the the umpire that fell on top of the catcher. <laughs> Oh, that Joe, was Joe West on top of uh, God. Who was it? Uh, God, who was the guy? Who was on the Mets? Yeah. Oh God, when he falls down, then he has to push himself up. <laughs> and, and the dude wants to come help him. He's like, ah, Joe West is on me, and he can't get up. He's like, Joe West is hitting his medical alert bracelet. Help me! Help me! He's, like he, he retired like three, like literally three months later, I think. Um. All right, here here's my TFC. Apparently, uh, Phillies fans don't just boo; they go to the internet to just get crazy. Uh, I uh, fly eagles fly wow. four ninety one says, "Not a sweep, you fucking retards." It was. By one, you Providy team fucking retarded <laughs> calling us Providy. At least we ain't 3857. Suck on a beer bottle bottom 
defeating losers. And then he wasn't done. He had to make another one. Hope fucking pirates fucking whoop you fucking big mouth assholes. Hope they humble you idiots. Good. So somebody, uh, somebody was a little upset. I can't believe you found my Twitter. I, that's. I'm sorry, guys. I, I didn't think you'd read it. I, I, I think you that was the, it by putting a, it Phillies instead of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the guy that fell off a uh, light post at the Eagles parade. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same dude. I'm almost positive. So, um, all right, I, I've got this. So I, I uh, was having fun. I, I was going through some photographs the other day, and I found this picture of me, my sisters, and my cousin, and I posted it up around. Uh, <laughs> and oh, it's, the- it's pretty hilarious, like, because what I look like in this picture, and I'll describe it for the podcast People is like, I am wearing some basically some camel toe shorts right there. Like, it's, it's <laughs> like, you're hiding camel toe. Yeah, like, luckily, <laughs> my hands are in front of like what's good, whatever, like 14 year old. No, I wasn't even, I was like 10 here. And uh, I'm wearing like red stripey shorts pl- pulled way over my belly button. My stripey socks are up to my knees. My, I'm holding the baseball right. bat. I got a b- blue, but basically a nacho helmet on backwards. And um, I'm wearing like a number fourteen. It looks like San Diego Chargers V neck. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. At <laughs> yeah. first, I thought it was Ernie Banks, and then I was like, but "Yeah, it looks like a Chargers shirt." Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but I've, I've got the matching socks, so I was really working. Yeah, and, but you uh, don't have the matching shoes. No, I n- no. Well, I mean, come on. Those one are, shoe is black. Those are one blue. shoe is white. Those, those are. Well, those are blue light specials. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, gonna... you just stole the the display ones. Yeah, just exactly. There's the one that wasn't attached to the display. Yeah, here's, here's the right one. Here's the left one. The clerk fucked up. So, <laughs> so anyway, I I'm having fun texting pictures to my cousins and my sisters last night, and so I decided to. I'm like, hey, I got the gear. I could kind of recreate this. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I recreated it, you know, and I recreated the picture like you know those people that recreate old photos of themselves, and um, I, I thought this was kind of funny because I I fa- put it on Facebook, like my regular Facebook, so that all my family and friends could see it, and all my old friends from the theater and stuff. And I wrote, "Cubs fans don't age," and basically, <laughs> and basically, these these photographs are taken thirty eight years apart. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so, but then on my Facebook page. This guy, this guy's a Cub fan too. Gregory Smith says, "Change is scary." <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but the only way we can reach true human potential, don't stay stuck forever. Time is short. <laughs> Something that you not as fun philosophy. Yeah. Well, I tell you, t- time is not as short as my shorts in this picture. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Tell you that much. My, short, my shorts are way shorter than time. Um, time can be long. Um, so, <laughs> I do have one more, and this refers to Kyle Schwarber, uh, who plays for the Phillies now. But this is uh, one of the uh, – from a Phillies. Uh, this is from – did I already put this up? Yeah, we, we talked about oh, this I on the last show. Okay. All right, never mind. That. <laughs> he both sides to cancer. Yeah, yeah. He, but yeah. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber st- stood up for everyone on his side during Stand Up to Cancer tribute, and El Capitan says, "So he is racist." <laughs> yes, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? 
<laughs> when in doubt, put up the sister. Oh my god, that'll never so, not be funny. Oh, it's always good. That's yeah. gonna so, be my that's that's my Halloween costume this year. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I, I wonder if it, she had she, she literally looks like Droopy Dog. If Droopy Dog was a nun. I mean, she got the jowls for days. And I think yeah. it's yeah. probably pronounced by the fact that her she still wears the old-fashioned habit. So, like, the, the you know, the habit kind of pushes her face kind of forward, giving making her jowlier <laughs> than usual. And, I mean, and you're a nun from, like, what, 16 to 80? Yeah. Man, man that's going to be a lot of – it's like, you know, those people that stretch their necks. You know, it's like or to make, give themselves one of those giant lips. It's similar. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Like people get the ear stretches <laughs> and they think like, oh, this is fine, I'm sixteen. Well what that's gonna what's that gonna look like when you're ninety? Should be down to your freaking you you'll be like, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, I, God. We're off the rails. Again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop. Oh, <laughs> always with the nun. Yeah, it's too funny. Ugh. Oh, man. So, all right. Well, we got to pick a winner in the chance contest. Uh, hashtag chance in the chats. And uh, I will share my screen here once I remember how to do it. And um, all right. We're going to go here, and we're going to go here, and there it is. Okay. Oh, good job. Hashtag chance. This is your last chance. Okay. And round and round and round she goes where she stops. No one knows. Round and round and round she goes where she stops. No one knows. Round and round and round she goes where Alex oh, nice. Anderson, winner and champion. Congratulations, Alex Seriously, congratulations. Expect a Frank Chance postcard in the mail with a message of love. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Uh, Brian, thank you for coming. Good hey, luck. Always a pleasure, man. Good yeah, luck to your, to your team. I, I actually, <laughs> at this point, uh, honestly, I think the Pirates, unless, well, unless the Cubs decide to spend for once, um, I think you guys are ahead of us, prospect wise. I, I, uh, oh yeah, I think at this point, yeah. I mean, I, I do feel we, we've we've got a solid team coming up if the pitching can hold together. Well, I hopefully yeah. it's not on Tuesday because I want to yeah. see a blowout. <laughs> yeah, I think you might. So, uh, well, Spagog, everybody, we're coming back to Wrigley. So, I think with yeah. the song I'll play. So, we're we're going to be there a very short time, but we're still doing it. Spagog, yeah, as David Kaplan would say, Spookog! or go Cubs backwards. I'm coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation Had the city tightly wrought With a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations Who would 
on behalf of 17 dead folks who did not have a voice. When the world was saying, you should be, this should be your Hall of Fame speech. He's there speaking on behalf of those who didn't have a voice. And guys, I still say today that it was one of the most selfless acts in American sports history. And then a little over two months later, Obuck passed away himself at age 94, a month shy of his 95th birthday. And, and, and so, yeah, you know, there are things that the grace and the dignity that this man displayed in the in the face of defeat was just absolutely amazing. It perhaps was his finest hour when I go back to February of that year on how he handled the news of not getting in. Because I had to tell him I was the one that broke the news to him. And I'm not lying. I was literally on the verge of tears when I had to sit down and tell my friend that he didn't get enough vote to get in because I really believed that he thought he was going to get in and that this was going to be his swan song. You know, he was sick and he never let on to us that he was sick. Never said a word. Never complained not one day. And, and so this was going to be the thing that would propel his museum into perpetuity. He didn't want it as much for himself as he did for his museum. And, and, and so when it didn't happen, I had to tell him. And then he would go downstairs on our field of legends. And he delivers this amazing concession speech that day. And, and what he did was he literally implored all of us not to be angry, not to be bitter, not to express any ill will toward anyone who had anything to do with this decision. He said, I had an opportunity. And in this great country of ours, that's all you could ever ask. They didn't think old Buck was good enough. We got to live with that. But if I'm a Hall of Fame in your eyes, that's all that matters to me. Just keep on loving old Buck. And, and, and I had to remind myself, and I think John mentioned this earlier, that for Buck not getting in the Hall of Fame pales in comparison to some of the things that men like him had to endure in this country. Yeah. And so when we talk to our young kids, particularly my young ball players, and having them understand the love that they have for this game, think about this. They could ride into a town, fill up the ballpark, 
and yet not be able to get a meal from the same fans who had just cheered them or not have a place to stay. So they slept on the bus and would eat their peanut butter and crackers until they could get to a place that would offer them basic services, but they never allowed that to kill their love of the game. So if I've got to sleep on the bus, and if I've got to eat my peanut butter and crackers, then so be it. I'm going to keep playing ball. And really, that's the winning spirit that this museum embodies. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. 